Why not? Why can't I be the MVP of the league? Why can't I be the best player in the league? Oh, he's trying to get open. Fires away. Firing. It's over. The Bulls win at the buzzer. You the real MVP. Are you upset with something? I just don't like you. You don't? No. We're talking about practice. Not a game. Not a game. We're talking about practice. I, I took offense to that. Stay off the weed. Hello and welcome to the NBA Rim Talk podcast. This is an Irish basketball podcast that aims to keep you up to date with everything that's going on in the NBA today. And we're here today to discuss the absolutely massive news that James Harden has been traded from the Houston Rockets to the Brooklyn Nets. Now, I think we were all well aware that James Harden was not happy in Houston this season and that he wanted out. And we had discussed on the last podcast about a couple of possible teams that might be able to trade for him. But I think a lot of people were very, very shocked when it was announced last night that he was going to be moving to Brooklyn to join up with the Nets and to join up with Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. Now, I didn't know that the Nets were going to be an option, but seemingly Harden has had his sights set on Brooklyn for quite some time. He allegedly hired two agents to work with the two franchises to try and get the deal to go through. I presume that he's been in touch with Kevin Durant about this and that he's wanted to go there and play with him and see if the two of them can make it work together in a way where he hasn't been able to make it work with any other superstar he's been paired with in Houston. There's been a lot of questions about his mentality. On this podcast before, we've always said he's an elite scorer. He's been a scoring champion many times. He's always led his team well through the regular season. But when it comes to the playoffs or the clutch situations, he has not delivered as of yet. Now he's after getting his way and getting traded to Brooklyn. And it seems like they have a super team there. And a lot of people are calling for them now to be the favourites for the East. And that they could go all the way to the finals if they can get their three stars on the court and keep them all happy. But I for one think that they're going to have a lot of difficulty in that. Kyrie Irving has gone AWOL and missed the last couple of games. Whether this has anything to do with the Harden trade or not, we don't know. Maybe the Harden trade was influenced by the fact that Kyrie had already gone missing but are the three of them going to be able to work together that is the big question now we'll get into the details of the trade in a little while and I'll get on to my thoughts on it but first off I just want to read out some of the thoughts of the fans I got these messages in via the Instagram at rimtalkpod firstly Matty says it's hard to see it working they don't really complement each other at all and I have to agree with you Matty in particular Kyrie and Harden They really are two ball-hungry players. And along with Kevin Durant, you've got three players that are all going to see themselves as the match winner. So although they have three players of an all-star calibre, it's very fair to say that they don't complement each other at all. And if you look at the Lakers from last year, they had two all-star players and everybody else was hard-working, dedicated and willing to play a role. If you have too many all-stars, you're going into the category of trying to keep everybody happy and it might not happen. Mark has been in touch. He reckons that Jarrett Allen is getting shafted and Jarrett Allen was another part in this, what ended up being a four-team trade. So Jarrett Allen is going to be leaving Brooklyn and he's making his way to Cleveland. So he's going from a team that were contenders for the East, maybe contenders for the championship, and now he's ending up going to have to play at Cleveland, a team that are not that good, probably won't make the playoffs. 
but he also adds that the Rockets are getting an unbelievable amount of draft picks and that is true so for sending James Harden away the Rockets are getting Victor Oladipo in return so he's going to slot right in there at the shooting guard position a pretty good acquisition in my eyes but as well as that they're also getting four future first round draft picks and four player swaps so it's hard to know what the tactics are there are they going into a rebuild are they trying to keep their team competitive like you look at their team now they just brought in John Wall and they signed Boogie Cousins so they have two players of a really high caliber you put them with Victor Oladipo he's another really good player to add into the mix but now they've got all these picks going forward as well so they could be a very good team to be reckoned with in the future but for the guys that are just after being traded there they're going to be wondering is this team in a rebuild or is this team trying to challenge especially when the Western Conference is so competitive at the moment and as we said on the podcast before at least two of the really strong teams in the West are not going to make the playoffs this year And if that's going to be Houston, you can be sure that the likes of John Wall, Oladipo and Boogie are going to be very, very disappointed with that. Raj has been in touch as well and he's wondering, how is it going to work when you've got three players who are all used to being the guy, the number one scorer on their team? Who's going to be the second fiddle and who's going to be the third fiddle? He thinks that Irving and Harden are too selfish to make it work. Whatever about Kevin Durant, he showed that he was able to play a role when he went and played with the Golden State Warriors. But I think you're right, Raj. Irving and Harden have proven time and time again that they're really, really difficult guys to work with. They've got massive egos. And I don't think this, even the city of New York, is going to be big enough to handle these two. Because when you look back over Harden's time in Houston, he's been there for years. He's been kind of pulling all the strings and forcing through these different deals. He couldn't work with really talented big men. He had Dwight Howard and Clint Capella both had to leave the Rockets. He also couldn't work with really talented ball handlers at the point guard position. As we saw, he had Chris Paul traded over there, tried to make it work with Chris Paul. They had a very bad falling out. Then he wanted them to get rid of Chris Paul, which his organisation did. Traded for Russell Westbrook, tried to link up like they did in the OKC days. That didn't work at all either. So then he tells them to get rid of Westbrook. They eventually bring in John Wall, but he's not having that either. And from listening to John Wall and Boogie Cousins giving interviews already, they seem to really have a strong dislike with Harden now over the way that he showed up this season. The way that he disrespected them in his attitude in training and in his attitude in games. Just on the eye test on James Harden, I don't think it's out of place to say that he's looking fat this year. He's shown up in really, really bad shape. It shows how much he wanted to get this trade done, that he actually showed up to his to the NBA season overweight. I know there was a lot of things written about him and a lot of things said about him, and he didn't like that. He said in a press conference two days ago that he had tried everything to make it work and it wasn't working and then he wanted to leave. But it really seems like he is the one who has forced through this trade. And allegedly he had even hired two agents to work with the two franchises to get the deal done. Now, I presume he's been in some sort of contact with Kevin Durant and he thinks that this is the key for him to make it work. Personally, I don't think Kyrie Irving is going to play with the Nets again this season. It'll be really interesting to see what his attitude is. He can look at this situation in one of two ways. He could say, I've got two all-star players on my team. Doesn't really matter who else we put on the court. Doesn't matter who we come up against. We could be the favourites to win the championship now or at least the favourites to win the East. So if he does want to add another ring to his collection, this is a an amazing opportunity to do so. But knowing Kyrie a little bit and the guy that he is and seeing the way that he left the Cleveland Cavaliers because he didn't want to play second string to LeBron James, 
then he left Boston because he realised there was a team ethos there that he wasn't a part of and he was trying to be the number one guy and the leader all the time. Then he goes to the Nets. He spends last season on the sideline injured. And as soon as he goes back this year, he realises that Kevin Durant is the number one guy and he's the number two guy and he doesn't fancy it. He's already gone AWOL. He's been missing for the last couple of games. Now there's a story coming out that the league are investigating his conduct because there was a video leaked of him at his sister's birthday party caught on camera not wearing a mask which is in breach of the COVID protocols that him and some of the other players in the players union set at the start of the season. So he sets these rules and then he goes out and breaks them, gets caught on camera, that gets leaked to the press and he just hasn't showed up for the last couple of games. So their coach in Brooklyn is Steve Nash. I know he's a good friend with Kevin Durant and he must be scratching his head and wondering what is going on with this guy. Stephen A. Smith is a commentator on ESPN and he's come out giving out yards about Kyrie saying that he should retire if this is his attitude. He's getting paid $33 million this year and he's not even going to show up. It's crazy. Just in terms of the salary, Kyrie is going to be the third highest paid of the three. $33 million for the year. James Harden is earning $39 million this year. Kevin Durant is earning $40 million this year. If you add the three of them together, they're actually getting paid more than the entire New York Knicks roster and a couple of other teams as well. So it's insane. And they have an unbelievable team put together. When you look at those three fellas, you're talking about three guys that have played in All-Star games in the past. Two of them have won rings. Durant and Harden, for me, are possibly the two elite scorers in the league. In my time watching basketball, I can think that only Steph Curry can be compared to those two in terms of their ability to get buckets. And I know that over the last 11 years, Harden and Durant have shared seven of the last 11 scoring titles. So that shows you how much ability they have to get baskets. But it also means that one of them is going to have to sacrifice their game massively to allow the other one to flourish as well because you can only get a certain amount of baskets you can only get a certain amount of shots so the question is now is Harden going to be able to go and play a role because he's been the number one guy at Houston for so long he's been able to make these big decisions on behalf of the franchise and work through all these different trades and he's gone through all these teammates that he hasn't been able to work out with is it going to be different with Kevin Durant They did play with each other back in OKC when James Harden was a bench player at that stage. He was very young. It's mad to think of that OKC team that drafted Durant, Westbrook and Harden and somehow were never able to win a championship and have seen all those three guys go and leave. And there was a part of me last night that was wondering, is there a potential to link those three guys up again? Would moving Kyrie out of nets make sense? Probably would who is comparable to Kyrie in the league right now. Somebody like Westbrook would be at a similar level to him. Could you have Westbrook go and be reunited with his two old teammates there? And then I forgot that Westbrook and Harden had already totally not worked out last season. And the same vein, I was saying, Kyrie is too ball hungry. What you want is a point guard, a really good defensive point guard, someone that's going to be a pass first guy, someone that can control the tempo and won't be disappointed with not being able to get his own shots up. Somebody like Chris Paul. And then I realised, oh yeah, Harden and Chris Paul have already had a massive falling out as well. So it's Harden's ego that makes it very difficult to see who he can put on this team with those two guys. And a lot of people are saying in cautionary terms already that they're not going to be strong defensively. And when you're going to throw away guys that you've had over the last couple of years, the likes of Jared Allen, who's gone to 
Cleveland Cavaliers and the likes of Karis Levert. He's been a great player for the Nets. He's been sent to Indiana. Indiana seemed to have come out quite well out of this deal as well. They got to send on Oladipo and I thought he was their best player, but it seems this year... But it seems this season with the likes of Brogdon and Sabonis, he might have only been the third best player there. And when you're replacing him with Karis Levert, he's not that much worse than them. So it's fair to say that the Pacers have done well out of this. The Cavs seem to have done well out of this, getting Allen as a centre. The Rockets have done good and bad because obviously you're losing the best player and the franchise player over the last couple of years. But at the same time, they have got a lot of draft picks from him. So we'll remain to be seen. We'll have to wait for a couple of years to see whether it was a good or a bad trade for Houston. And for the Nets, yeah, in one sense it's good because you now have a team that is going to be unbelievable to play with on 2K. Are they going to be able to play well together on the court? And the big question is, are they even going to play together on the court? I think with Kyrie now, the way that he looks at his career... You know, he sees himself maybe as a little bit bigger than basketball. If he had no rings and that was a big driving factor for him, I could see him giving it a go. But with everything that's gone on, you saw Kyrie last year, he said that he thought all the players should boycott the playoffs because of the Black Lives Matter movement that was taking place at the time. I'd say he was very disenfranchised by what happened at the Capitol protests last week. I'd say Kyrie probably thinks to himself that he doesn't really need this. So I would not be surprised to see him sit the year out or try and push through a trade to somewhere else. But where does he go? You know, he's running out of options. No more than Harden, you can't keep blaming the environment that you're in. At some point, if you've blamed the environment too many times, you have to look at yourself and realise that you might be the issue. So it will be very interesting to see what happens to Kyrie now in the next couple of days and weeks. Steve Nash, as we already said, he's got a job on his hands to try and keep everybody happy. Like the big question is, who takes the last shot? If you're two points down and you need somebody to score a three-pointer, is it going to be Harden? Is it going to be Durant? Are they going to be happy to share that role between them? Maybe they will. I think if I was in the Nets franchise at the moment, what I'd try and do is I'd try and trade Kyrie for one or two really good players that are willing to go and play a role. I don't think you need to have those three all-stars. If you look at the Lakers team from last season, they have the two big stars, LeBron and AD, and they had good fellas that would come on off the bench and make an impact as well. So that's something that they need to think about going forward. I saw a very good tweet yesterday that's worth mentioning that Kyrie Irving, when he left the Cleveland Cavaliers, he said he didn't want to be the Robin to LeBron James's Batman. But now he finds himself in a situation in Brooklyn where they've got a new Batman and a new Robin and he's going to be like Alfred sitting in the mansion doing nothing. Now, just to go back in terms of the way that Harden forced this trade through, I've got two kind of conflicting thoughts on this. And the first one is that he's absolutely dead right to do it. The NBA is a particularly cutthroat league where if your owners want to trade you, they will trade you. And the relevance of that is you have absolutely no say in it. It doesn't matter what length your contract is. You could be plucked out of any city and be forced to move to any city. And you'd rarely be consulted on it. It's happened to players during games before where they found out from fans that they're being traded. And it's a really, really ruthless environment in that sense. And, you know, the players, they really are owned by their owners and they're really just pawns on a big chessboard in one way. So the fact that Harden then uses his power and pull as a real all-star player and uses 
uses his influence to force through his own move and get to go wherever he wants to go, make the right move that's good for him because he's so talented. I do appreciate that and I respect that in a way. I think he's dead right to do it because if he wasn't that good, his owners could easily do it to him. But then on the other side of the coin, you have to compare it with some of the scenarios that's happened like that before, the likes of Anthony Davis and LeBron. When you think about LeBron's trade that we talked about on the last podcast, when LeBron finished up in Cleveland and moved to Miami, you know, he had really given his all to Cleveland. He had tried his best. He got to the end of free agency and he said, look, this is the right move for me now. I have to go and do what's best for my career. And he got an awful lot of hate for that. And really that wasn't warranted because he did everything the right way. Harden, on the other hand, He hasn't really earned the right to do that, I don't think. I don't think he's had as good of a career where he could say, I need to put myself first. And then the way he went about it, it just seems to be really disrespectful to the organisation, really disrespectful to the other good players that are there. I personally am really looking forward to see Brooklyn come up against the Rockets because there will be absolutely no love lost between the likes of Boogie Cousins and Harden. And we've seen Boogie already getting ejected once or twice this year. He's a good man for throwing his weight around on the court. And I'd love to see, will there be any little issues when they play each other? Harden's temperament has to be questioned. We've seen him play poorly in the playoff games. I seen him lose the cool last year in a couple of games where he was fouling fellas off the ball. A game against the Celtics in the bubble where they were well ahead, he kept getting involved in these really petty off the ball incidents and he was turning the ball over and causing offensive fouls and giving the ball to the opposition team. I think this is a really big test for him now this season and he's really going to be judged on how he plays between now and the end of the year because they do have an opportunity to go and win an Eastern Conference, to go and win a championship. He's got no rings, he's got it all to prove and he's got the trade that he wanted so the pressure is going to be on him now to see if he can make it work and all eyes are going to be on Brooklyn to see whether they can get those three star players on the court and how they're going to play. Because on one hand, they now have the best roster in the league and are an automatic favourite to win their conference. And on the other hand, they seem to be a total circus, no defence, three ball hogs that are going to have difficulty getting on. And when they do come up against some of the strong teams in the East, the likes of the Bucks, the 76ers, the Celtics, the Miami Heat, these are teams that have been building for a couple of years. They've got a team ethos. They're better defensively. I think there's a really big battle on in the East now. Obviously in the West we have the Lakers as the raging hot favourites and they'll have to beat the Clippers on their way as well as maybe one or two other surprise teams that could come good before the end of the season. But in the East now you're talking about three or four teams that are going to really be battling, really have it all to prove. The Nets will be in that mix but whether they'll be able to set themselves apart or not remains to be seen. All I know for certain is it's going to make really, really interesting viewing and I can't wait to see how the rest of the season goes. And I'll be very much looking forward to see Harden whenever he does make his debut for Brooklyn. And then hopefully we'll hear some news on the Kyrie Irving situation and we'll see whether the three of them are going to play together or whether there's a possibility of there being another blockbuster trade happening very, very soon. Now I'm going to leave it there for today. I said it was going to be a quick podcast. I hope that you found it interesting. If you want to get in touch, the page is at RimTalkPod. And if you do get the opportunity to share this podcast with someone, I would really appreciate it. If there's somebody who you think might be interested in basketball or might want to get into it, just send them this podcast and it might be a good way to connect and have a chat with them about basketball. It's a really, really interesting sport. And every now and then a trade like this comes along that just everybody was talking about it yesterday. 
and it's going to be so interesting to see how everything pans out. Okay, we'll leave it there for today and hopefully we'll be back with another podcast very soon. Until then, keep rim talking. Take it easy. Good luck.